Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the On the Spot series by China Forum. In this series, we return to the platform of international forums and webinars, where leading minds in academia, government, business, technology, and media deliver novel, collaborative responses to the global issues of the day. Hello and welcome to On the Spot CISS podcast series. I'm Zhang Liren. China-EU relations have recently been experiencing fluctuations. Dissatisfaction with one another is rising, and the China-EU investment agreement has been temporarily shelved. What is the outlook for relations between the two? Will they continue to part ways or gradually return to the track of consensus and cooperation formed over the years? Ambassador Wu Hongbo, special representative of the Chinese government on European affairs, and a former UN Undersecretary General, expressed confidence in a healthy China-EU relationship, but also pointed out there are immediate challenges ahead. Mr. Wu shared his views during a webinar jointly held by China Forum and the European House and Brosetti in April 2021. Let's hear his opinions. First, Mr. Wu summarized the two major challenges confronting China and the EU at the moment. Last year is unprecedented. People suffered a great deal because of COVID-19, because of the downward economy, because of the lockdown of some of the cities. People have to stay home. Despite all that, I have to say the. Relations between China and the European Union have made a lot of progress, which shows the trade relations between China and European Union have been very active. In March this year, the China-EU Geographical Indications Agreement went into force. The Italian ham, vinegar, and sparkling wine will be protected under that agreement. Now turning to this year, the year 2021. I see two challenges ahead of us. Number one is the global efforts against COVID-19, the virus. As we all know, both China and European Union are accelerating our efforts for vaccination of our population, so that they will eventually to be protected. And the second challenge is to fully recover the world economy. That is very, very difficult. Not only because We have to fight the virus. On the other hand, the production chains and supply chains have been broken here and there. China's economy recovered quickly after the country swiftly controlled the epidemic. Mr. Wu attributed the resilience of the Chinese economy to the country's development pattern. Now, let me share with you some of the information in China. We have completed 38,000 kilometers of a high-speed railway and 150,000 kilometers of expressway. We have built already the world's largest fiber and mobile communication networks. In addition to that, 5G, Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, and industrial internet. So we believe. With these new technologies and newly built infrastructure, 
the traditional industry will be empowered. This year is the first year of the 14th five-year plan. We are entering a new stage, and we have to guide our development with the new theories. We have two commercial markets, externally and internally. In- internationally, we have a big business circle. We say circulation, outer circulation, and internal consumption is considered the internal circulation of consumption in the business. And the difference is that the internal circulation consumption will be boosted. It will take the lead of the way for the Chinese economy. There will be more opportunities, not only for Chinese business people, but for foreign investors and the foreign business people. And the vast majority of the European enterprises, they still consider China as one of the primary choices for investments. So, as far as China is concerned, we are going to open wider to the outside world, continue to shorten the negative lists for investments, and we'll open up more to outside world, including the service industry. And we're trying to improve the business environment. Although there are differences and disputes between the EU and China, Mr. Wu believes that cooperation will still set the tone for the future bilateral ties. We may touch upon political correctness or ideological differences. It sounds rather depressing that we have some problems. However, people in different countries with different cultures, different social systems, do not have to fight over each other. I mentioned the comprehensive agreement on investment. We just concluded negotiations last year. China EU have a different social system, different ideologies, different culture, but we managed to sit down. To iron out our differences, to reach consensus on investment. Another good example is a recently concluded agreement called RCEP. That's Regional or Comprehensive Economic Partnership Agreement. This agreement involves China and ten ASEAN countries: Japan, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand. If you look at these countries, they are all different. They are different from China. Many countries have different social systems. That is so different from China. But we manage to work together. What we need to do is to have consultations with mutual respect for each other's core interests and the concerns. China is important part of the world production chain and supply chain, and we will do our part to promote the world economy and the trade. And we will defend the multilateral trade agreement based on WTO rules and regulations. We are open and have a positive approach, as long as the mechanism bilateral or multilateral are mutually beneficial. Now, turning to European Union, European Union is staging a large scale of recovery. Strategies. This is an important year for green recovery, for digital transition. We in China would like to strengthen 
the dialogue and cooperation with the European Union to coordinate our development strategies, so that both China and European Union could work together to contribute to the early recovery of the world economy. I'm not pessimistic about the relations between China and European Union. We, as comprehensive strategic partners, our cooperation is far more than competition. Our consensus also more than our differences. The EU and China to seek a common ground while resolving their differences. Mr. Wu had this to say. Number one, I think this year and in the years come, both European Union and China should work together for economic recovery. Number two, the economic recovery and policy docking are important, but we are going to hope there will be early ratification of the CAI. It will benefit as China as well as the European Union. Not. Rectify CAI will hurt both sides. Number three, I think, to work together to fight the virus. As we are accelerating our efforts of vaccination, we may work together for future arrangements. For instance, mutual recognition of the vaccines. I encourage scientists of both China and European Union to work together to develop. Better, more efficient, more effective vaccines for both China, European Union, and the world, and also to make sure that vaccines will be shared equally among all countries as public products. Last but not least, to defend multilateralism, we hope there will be strengthened coordination, cooperation between us. On issues relating to the United Nations Group of Twenty and the World Trade Organization and World Health Organization, and so on. Well, that was Mr. Wu Hongbo, China's first special envoy on European affairs, sharing his views on China-EU relations today and tomorrow. Thank you for listening. 